In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is a well-established fact that in any good story, there is good and there is evil. The greatest writers of all time deal with the struggles of good men resisting evil, fighting against the impending darkness and doom. It even seems that every time we turn on the TV today, there's another or new Disney or Marvel movie about the struggles of good versus evil. But this isn't new to our generation. From old westerns to the ancient Greek classics, good is constantly at war with evil. And this great cosmic war is one that humans know very well. And in this war, there is no neutrality. You are either for evil or you are for good. There is no in-between. It is in this struggle that the Jews tried to define Christ, seeing him commanding demons and them listening. They foolishly saw his power over demonic forces as a sign of allegiance. After all, who can command a demon? except perhaps a greater demon, perhaps even the prince of demons himself, or maybe just one of his servants. But make no mistake, brothers and sisters, the man casting out demons is not on the side of Satan. He fights for good, and he is the only hero of the human race. He is the one to whom we cry out for salvation. So I ask you today, whose side are you on? Will you call out for salvation from the demons and sins that oppress you? Or will you willingly allow them to have their way? Christ makes it clear it's one or the other. A house divided against itself cannot stand. We cannot do the will of the devil, work with him, and then also claim the Father. Christ's allegiance was clear, casting out demons and curing people of their sins and ailments. He is constantly doing the will of the Father and of no one else. Where do you stand? When we look at our lives, we're divided at best. We're tempted by the world. We compromise the great gifts of God given to us with our fears and our doubts and our insecurities. We don't trust that in spite of great turmoil, God will continue to see us through and even work great turmoil for good on our behalf. We get caught up in our fears, in our selfishness. We get caught up looking out for me, myself, and I, that we don't do the will of the Father we don't concern ourselves with the need of our neighbor. The sad reality is that we find ourselves acting contrary to the will of the Father and facing that sad realization that we are indeed allied with Satan. We are under his control. We find ourselves in that same position as a demon-possessed man at the beginning of the gospel. And this forces us to realize 
that we are not the hero of our story as we want to think. We're not fighting off evil. We're not even the sidekick. We are the helpless crowds. We are the ones plagued and terrified by the reign of the evil ruler. Humanity is the crowd under the reign of Satan, the prince of this world. And we need someone. We need Christ to come and fight for us, for we are weak, helpless, and pitiful, unable to stand up against the great evils of our time. We are truly in the possession of the strong one. We are the possessions of which the strong one guards. Satan stands guard over us, armed to the teeth, ready to fight for control. But there is always the other side. There is Christ, the stronger one, who fights for good. He is the one who comes and defeated the strong one by his life and his death. His sacrifice there upon a cross has freed you from the strong arm of Satan. And in his word and sacraments, he now arms you for war. He distributes the armor, the weapons, the spoils to you. He doesn't hold them for himself but he gives you the tools to fight and to ward off evil. There is no passivity. We cannot sit by idle and wait. Christ arms us to fight, and so fight we must. Armed with the word of God and with meditation and study, against the word of the Lord, Satan is helpless. The word of the Lord is the very weapon that Christ used to fend him off in the wilderness, and so it will guard and comfort you. But indifference towards the word of God and its message is a victory for Satan. When we don't take it seriously, when we trust and find our comfort in worldly things, instead of in Christ and the tools he has given us to fight off this evil, we give some control back to Satan. Because Satan is constantly attacking you, so you must trust and receive the gifts of Christ constantly. You must ever be found in the word, in prayer, and in the breaking of bread. It is these things that will save you from allying yourself with the evil one. It is these things that save you from the temptation towards indifference. Because these things, the bread, prayer, and the word of God, are the means of grace. They are the very will of God, and they will do what they have been sent to do. For it is only by Christ's strength that we are able to prevail against the evil one. Satan can only be conquered by the strength of Christ, not by your own strength. So cling to Christ's gifts. Come, receive nourishment to keep you strong at the table of the Lord. Repent of your sins and return to your baptism and be refreshed by the water. Listen to and read the word of God so that you might be knowledgeable about his battle plan. His battle plan in which he has defeated all of, his, all of your enemies for you. After all, as Christ has said, There is no in-between. 
A house divided against itself cannot stand. So simply clearing out the evil of your life by outward reformation is not enough. No matter how much we dust and cover up sin, it is still sin. Even if society accepts it, sin sterilized by societal acceptance remains sin. But we become complacent and willing to accept the ways of the world. Because Satan is constantly attacking us, we become lazy and wearied by the devil and his minions. We truly have to daily be constantly repenting of our sin, turning and receiving Christ. Very quickly we cry out, I am baptized, and rightfully so, for there is great comfort in that. But the temptation is to treat baptism as an end-all, be-all. We ignore the words of Christ at the end of the gospel, where he says, Rather, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. In baptism, we are given access to the kingdom of God. It removes us from the reign of Satan, and it places us in the kingdom of heaven. It is a black and white issue. It moves you from darkness into light, from evil to good. But in doing so, it makes Satan your enemy. One who will stop at nothing to tear you away from God, to repossess, and to oppress you. And Satan is a fearmonger. He spreads dissension and causes you to doubt and turn yourself away from the gifts of God offered every day. This is his goal, to get you to put down the weapons Christ has provided you with. He will stop at nothing to pull you back into that kingdom of darkness. Sin, death, and the devil, they want you to fear, to act selfishly, and to pull yourself away from the gifts of God. Because Satan knows where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation also. And Satan is crafty. He strives to win us back after our baptism. Even just removing sin, like I said, is not enough. We're freed from the oppression of the devil by the waters of baptism, by the casting out of the demons of our life. But that's not enough if that's all we do. What keeps us firmly planted in the kingdom of God? What keeps us firmly planted in the kingdom of light, in that heavenly kingdom? It is the word of God. The word preached and taught. The word that was combined with the water. The word that is in, with, and under the bread, of wa- bread and wine. It is these things that make us blessed. Oh, that we would continually receive the word and be strengthened by it, not doubting but firmly believing. For the word is what keeps us. The word is what sustains us. The word of God is what calms our fears, strengthens our minds and our bodies. And it is only with this word of God that we are truly blessed. We need the stronger one, Jesus. 
to win us that faith, that we might stay strong in the word. And that is why Christ died, that having risen from the dead, he might send his Holy Spirit to dwell within you, to create and sustain faith in you. We see this plainly in the waters of baptism, where we are moved from the kingdom of the devil to the kingdom of God and granted faith. Our souls are swept clean, and there is an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But we don't stop at baptism. We don't baptize a child and stop preaching to them. We don't baptize a child and stop teaching them, catechizing and instructing them. We baptize children, and then we encourage them to read and meditate upon Christ and his sacrifice. Because the devil will attempt to come back. And Satan is sneaky, slowly working upon you, undermining the word of God, inserting doubt, fear, and questions. But where there is an indwelling of the Holy Spirit... There, Satan cannot abide. Nothing keeps Satan at bay besides the blood of Christ draped over you, imputing to you his holiness and righteousness. The blood of Christ calms our fears, sets us at ease, and enables us to serve one another. For without faith, We are a dwelling place for evil. So praise be to God that Christ has sent, that God has sent his only son to strike Satan down, to claim the spoils of victory, and to arm you with his word and sacraments. By these, your soul is swept clean, made perfect, and put in order before God, so when he looks upon you, God sees a dwelling place pleasing to him. And he sent the Holy Spirit by the waters of baptism, by that regenerating tide to dwell in you, so that when Satan tries to return, looking for a place to call home, he doesn't find a place swept clean and empty. He finds a place defended by the blood of Christ, sealed shut by the waters of holy baptism. Satan finds a mighty fortress that he cannot overcome guarded by Christ himself. For Satan has no claim on you anymore. You have been called by the Holy Spirit to be allies with God. You have been separated entirely from the control of the evil one. That great cosmic battle between good and evil is over. Fear no more. It was over when the nails pierced the hands and feet of Jesus. It was over when he cried out, It is finished. With these words you are freed. With this death you are cleansed. By this blood your fears are quelled. And with his resurrection evil was defeated, losing its claim on any of God's saints. And at the pierced hands of Jesus Christ, the stronger one and our Savior, we have peace, righteousness, forgiveness of sins, and comfort. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.